everyone these days uh, is talking about a lot of things, <laughs> but mainly, and I think most distractingly, is the current, uh, I guess it's current, it's sort of become a chronic obsession or uh, focus, I guess the better word is focus, on COVID-19 infection, um, what to do about infection, what to do about preventing infection. Um, the whole, de- there are many debates going on about um, what to do and what to think. And what I want to focus on today is actually immunity. And it's sort of at the heartbeat of every health condition, every uh, decision that you make regarding how to protect your body, your family's bodies. And I want to present a really good level-headed view and plan of action for people listening. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And I really hope that you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Family Health Revolution podcast with Coach Carla Atherton, where she discovers, uncovers, explores, and reveals the secrets to true family health and wellness. All right, so um, to inform this podcast today, oh, I feel like if you hear me sort of stretching and stopping and doing a little of this, it is really early while I am doing this uh, this recording. So forgive that. But uh, these are the times uh, that I need to seize the day. I need to seize the time that I have. And actually, usually I'm, I'm quite chipper in the morning. I'm one of those people that you must know. Um, I love the morning, the ambrosial hours, the time before people get up. Um, I enjoy uh, the peace, the quiet, the time to really get my body and brain working for the day. And literally, I'll have worked three or four hours. Um, and it's not just work. You know, I go like Zoom to the computer and I just like throw all my I, my effort into things I don't want to do. You know, my work is stuff I love. And so I really have a hard time actually staying in bed (laughs) like a bird and I go, oh, it's daytime. So you, some of you might actually hate me (laughs) if you were to hang out with me uh, because I'm one of those people, but um, there's still a little bit of integration time, uh, time to come out of my thinking creative shell and to be with people, including all y'all. Uh, so, uh, that's, what's unfolding for me this morning is that, uh, I'm waking up to, um, my presence with people outside of my head and mind. All right. So welcome into my brain. And so today we are talking about immunity, the immune system. Um, and again, what will inform my talking today or my speaking points today um, is an actually an anti-inflammatory immune system tune-up and an antiviral toolkit that I put together way back. Actually, it was probably about a year and a half ago now. Um, so it would have been early 2020 when this whole situation surrounding uh, coronavirus and the world's response to it started to really unfold and become less of a an issue in certain countries and it became an issue for the entire world 
And there are reasons for that. And I have a lot of things I could say about that. But I'm going to stick to one thing today. Just one thing. Because I think this is the one thing that can be the most useful as far as action steps go. And, um, you know, really devising a level-headed approach to the immune system, to immunity. Everybody wants to think in terms of protection. Um, And I I suppose I ascribe to those thoughts and those words too, Um, you know, safety, all those things. But I actually think they're buzzwords now and they evoke a sense of panic. They can, or a fear. And it's not that we can't uh, have any sort of fear. Um, We all fear for our health. You know, we all fear that we could get sick. Um, Some of us less so than others. Some of us actually don't have any fears around this. Um, But, you know, most of us do have concerns. Let's let's use the word concern. We have concerns for our families and not only about maybe contracting coronavirus or any other virus, which is what we're going to talk about today, too. It's not just this one virus out of many viruses that are in our environments. Um, it's also, you know, oh, now I lost my train of thought. It's also, um, you know, this whole sense of, you know, of, uh, I guess, resilience, you know, that I would like to talk about. Um, and some people are, you know, afraid of it. Some people are concerned. Some people are not concerned at all. They just think, you know, let's just return to life as normal. But I do want to give you as a listener. And if you've clicked on this one, you obviously want to know about this. Um, you know, some tools and some strategies and some, you know, I guess just some background about what a virus is and what it isn't, uh, how, um, you know, it can affect the body. Uh, and then how do we um, use the oldest and most reliant form of immunity, which is our own immune systems? Uh, so, OK, so let's get started. Um, OK, so how, where do we start? The, the whole world is spinning on this axis of COVID-19. We actually talk about COVID-19 as if it's like an event, (laughs) which is really like, if you think about the languaging, that's another thing I could totally talk about for another hour. Um, I'm actually working on a position paper that's already 30 pages long. So I'm trying to work through all these thoughts I have because it's so multifactorial, but it's at times like these that we need to be self-empowered, right? And that becomes underscored in our list of priorities. I mean, You know, I talk about empowerment day in and day out, you know, all the time. And that I still stick to that. It's underscored. It's like the top tippy top on our list of priorities. Um, Proactive people are looking for ways to prevent contracting the virus and uh, to treat self-treat when they come down with symptoms. Um, But wading through the sea of information is just really no easy task. There's some very good information circulating the globe right now, but it can be confusing and sometimes conflicting. Actually, none of, not even one of even my most trusted sources has all of the information. At least they're not communicating it. And maybe that's because it's a lot to communicate. Like, like I said, I have a position paper that's 30 pages long already. So I haven't released that. I haven't communicated that to clients or even friends. Like it's just too much. It's so much to to distill and communicate in, you know, 10 words or less, right? Or one article. Um, and then some of them don't even agree. So, you know, there have been people in my space and mentors and colleagues that I listen to and I, I highly respect their opinions. Uh, you know, I, I highly respect how they distill information. And so whatever they spit out of their computer brains, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense because I know how they think. Um, I share the same worldview. 
but even they don't agree. And I'm, I'm actually even going through a system, of, like a, a process of going, hmm, I wonder if we align anymore, you know? And I think a lot of people are going through that same, that same dilemma, you know, with family, with friends. I hope that we feel that we do align and we come together in the end. Um, but it, I mean, that's a, you know, a utopian uh, <laughs> a view of things like where everybody's going to be agreeing. And I really actually hope that not that we just agree, but we agree to listen and hear each other out and to consider all of the thoughts, opinions, desires, fears, um, empowered, uh, you know, positions, all of that stuff. All right. So there are a few things everything should know, though. If you're going to put it all together and use that advice safely and effectively. And again, I, I, I am using the word safety and effective. Um, and I think that I want to use those words because I want to redefine them and uh, and actually have them ring true. Because we use those words very loosely uh, to kind of create this, this emotional response. Um, but they're not always the case. Uh, and they're not always used um, in a pure way. Okay, so we're going to get to that in just a minute. So please understand that what I'm going to unpack here is a toolkit, okay? So it's not a prescription. It is all of the information that I provide, or so as is all of the information that I provide, it's a gathering of information for you to assess and apply where you see fit, okay? So it's meant to empower, not overwhelm. It's not a script for what you should do, but a list of options for what you can do, okay? So Right now, and right now, we need better, more sustainable, safer options. We just really do. All right, so let's talk about the immune system. So due to our medicalized way of viewing health, we strive to suppress symptoms and declare war on invading pathogens. So we're going to use some war terminology here. Um, While sometimes completely or ignoring the fact that we have our own natural defenses, the immune system. So we carpet bomb our bodies with antibiotics and antivirals, killing both the beneficial microbes. So that's our own defense system, people. So all that hand sanitizer and et cetera, we are potentially killing our own microbes. Just be aware of that. Um, Along with the invaders leaving us vulnerable to a second, third or fourth attack. So when I say carpet bomb, we're killing the beneficial microbes which is our own defense system, along with the invaders, quote unquote invaders, the opportunistic bacteria and viruses that can replicate and become uh, overwhelm the system, right? And so we leave ourselves vulnerable. So when we carpet bomb. So the key to preventing illness and recovering from both acute infection and chronic conditions is to cultivate and support a balanced immune system and allow our bodies to acquire natural immunity. Working with people all over the world and with varying illnesses and living in different family, community, and environmental situations, it's become crystal clear that every one of these people or those people has to address one common factor that is affecting their state of health. And that is what the function of the immune system. It's beyond the scope of this article to go too deeply and this talk um, the article I wrote in the talk to go too deeply into the details, but basically in relation to infection, the immune system protects us from invading pathogens. Every time we come into contact with a bacteria, a virus, or an antigen that the body sees as a threat, our innate immune system mounts an attack. 
And during that attack, many chemical processes take place that are categorized generally as inflammation, right? We call it inflammation. Once the body has encountered a potential invader, it will tag and remember it so that it is better able to fight it off should it be encountered again, right? So we have this memory and it's like, wait, that's not supposed to be here. That's not supposed to be here. So this is the adaptive immune system at work. It's that long-term memory. So in a way, our immune systems are being educated with every exposure, sometimes becoming hyper-reactive, which is a problem in cases such as autoimmunity or when we succumb to the consequences of a cytokine storm, which um, some people, lots of people are talking about this, um, you know, in, well, definitely in the scientific community and the medical community and the functional medicine community, um, in the holistic community even, um, and also somewhat uh, that people, you know, in the general uh, population have heard of this thing called the cytokine storm, which is what actually makes people extremely ill when they do encounter a virus or that they actually can't, um, are, are having a hard time dealing with. Um, and that has to do with a hyperreactivity. So, and I have a definition about cytokine storm, but I, I can't get into that. Look it up if you want to know exactly what that is. Cytokine, C-Y-T-O-K-I-N-E. We'll come back to that another time. So, or responsive. Okay, so we can be reactive, hyperreactive, such as, you know, autoimmunity or cytokine storm, or responsive, which is the case when we have developed natural immunity to a virus like, let's say, chickenpox, right? Sometimes we have symptoms while this education is happening, so what we call getting sick, and sometimes we don't. In fact, the symptoms are not the infection itself. They are the result of the immune system trying to do its job. Okay, so that's really important. Sometimes we have symptoms while this education is happening, and then we call that getting sick, and sometimes we don't. In fact, the symptoms are not the infection. They are the result of the immune system trying to do its job, okay? So as I said, we don't want to carpet bomb unnecessarily with overuse of antibiotics for one thing, which is, they actually have zero effect on viruses anyway. Um, maybe before they enter the body, I don't know, they can clean stuff up. Uh, but uh, to take an internal antibiotic, they don't work for viruses. Um, or the overuse of disinfectants and medications for a few reasons. Okay, so I'm going to give you the, the deets here. First, we need to keep a good balance of various microbes in the human GI tract, the skin, and even brain. These microbes do a number of very important jobs, such as producing vital nutrients, such as B vitamins. So those have a dramatic impact on mental health, like I talked about a few episodes back when we discussed mental health. Um, they help control other opportunistic pathogens, such as the coronaviruses. So they are a family of viruses of which COVID-19 is only one member, okay? So it's only one variation of a coronavirus. Um, they help us to digest our food. They help us detoxify and are an integral part of the immune system. So we rely on them for our very survival. Second, uh, medications can interfere with any number of chemical processes in the body, creating other serious problems and can also deplete the body of minerals and nutrients that are essential for controlling the very metabolic, chemical, and hormonal processes that keep hyperreactivity down, so that, that, that cytokine storm, right? And hence inflammation in check, such as things like glutathione, B vitamins, magnesium, zinc, and melatonin, just to name 
a few. All right, so developing natural immunity, what does that look like? The best line of defense against any illness is to make your body inhospitable to disease. Within every human body, there exists a natural colony of microbes, and even a small number of parasites live in, a, live in and on us without causing us harm. Yup, <laughs> even some parasites. Um, we're going to talk about parasites later on, but uh, many of us have parasites. It doesn't mean you're dirty and live in a third world country. It means that, you know, you live in the world and other things live in the world too. Uh, new scientific insights into the human microbiome and virome show that we are actually meant to live in a symbiotic relationship with trillions of bacteria and viruses. And not only is this okay, as I said before, it is essential to our very survival. In fact, this relationship is so important. If we were to sterilize the human body, we would face certain death. What causes a symbiotic relationship to become an infection is the overgrowth of bacteria or the overreplication of viruses, which happens when, okay, so let's guess, when the immune system is out of balance, underactive, hyperreactive, or overwhelmed. And when heavy-handed situations to an infection, or solutions, sorry. So when heavy-handed solutions to an infection, such as harsh medications and broad-spectrum antibiotics are used, and sometimes there may be no perceived choice but to use them. I understand that when people are like, hey, look, Carla, I had a huge infection. I didn't know what else to do. This was my, my choice to use this or this antibiotic or this is the only choice that was presented to me. I didn't know of, you know, botanicals or other ways to fortify my body against this, you know, to um, pathogen. It's fine. It's fine. I, um, I'll tell you that my history uh, with antibiotic use is long. Uh, when I was young, I used to use antibiotics like they were candy because I used to get, uh, like I was in my 20s and I got sinus infection after sinus infection after sinus infection. And I didn't realize what I was doing was perpetuating that situation. And I also destroyed my stomach because I used to get migraines. And so I took a lot of, um, you know, pain killing drugs, uh, you know, uh, Tylenol, Tylenol, ibuprofen. Um, and I actually started to get symptoms of an ulcer at, in my early 20s. That's the long story with that. But um, I've had a lifetime of trying to fix my microbiome. Um, so we'll talk about that in the GI uh session that we'll be doing coming up I don't know when I can fit that in we'll be talking about that so watch out for that so I get it I'm not I'm not judging but I'm also pointing and shining a light that this is not uh the best situation or solution at times okay so always assess assess make a level-headed decision then act so um so when this happens right so when heavy-handed solutions and I'm talking heavy-handed right this delicate balance is inevitably disrupted. It just is. And if you know you've disrupted it, there are ways that you can repair and rebalance. There are. It just can be difficult to do. So when we encounter a pathogen, as I said earlier, as long as there is no disruption in the immune system, the body will either shuttle out any unwanted guests or develop natural immunity to them. It will maintain its own borders, right? And protect its own cells without the need for an all-out war. And again, here I am going with this war analogy, which I'm not really settled with because this is not how I see the body. Um, but I'm going to use that as a way to illustrate what, you know, that many people can actually relate to, right? Um, so it's more like a peaceful gathering of all walks of life, this approach. 
than a battle. Because when we have war, we have casualties, and not all of those casualties are those of the enemy. Okay, remember that. So the way to develop natural or acquired immunity is to let an illness take its course without interference. As long as a fever is not a dangerous, as that in a dangerous range, you can let it ride while monitoring closely. The fever is actually the immune system at work and we want it to do this work. Each time we get quote unquote sick with a cold or flu, our bodies become better educated and the next time that strain comes around, we are most likely immune. I'm going to say most likely. We can't prove for sure or not for sure. Nothing is 100%. But we have developed antibodies. We're most likely, uh, our immune system is most likely to recognize and deal with any sort of that, that particular antigen or um, pathogen and it can uh, deal with it appropriately. So this is why children get sick more often. With every encounter with a new friend or foe, their immune systems are still learning, adapting, and developing. And this is actually a good thing. Now, I'm not saying that it's a good thing to contract any kind of coronavirus, but I am saying that if you encounter a virus and your immune system is balanced, then your body will naturally go through this process. So our goal is to reduce stress on the body and increase immune function by way of lifestyle practices, supplementation, and methods designed to support the microbiome, support genetic pathways, to kill and knock down the viral load, stop viral, repli viral replication, and ultimately allow for the development of natural immunity. Okay, so I think that I have to stop there because if I go into the toolkit, we're gonna be here another half an hour and I'm gonna like, I like to have these sessions in bite-sized pieces. I don't want you to have to wait and you know, go wringing your hands and go, Carla, what's next? Carla, what's next? Because really a week is not very long. <laughs> Trust me. And the rate at which uh, information comes your way and ability to actually keep up with every single episode is just like mind boggling. So it's going to be okay. So next uh, session, we are going to talk about the toolkit part one. Well, so what are the fundamentals of this toolkit? Um, that is designed to give you choices in um, balancing your immune system to making it work for you at, his, at its optimal um, per, um, performance. So I'm going to end it there. And this podcast is sponsored by the Healthy Family Formula, which essentially means that we share our information for free. All we ask is that before you move on to the next 100 things on your to-do list for today, take what you learn and instead of waiting until Monday, January 1st, or any other arbitrary date in the future, act on it now. Buy that new food, start that new routine, shift into that healthier habit. The little steps steadily move you past the miles you leave behind you. For more information about anything related to family health, do pick up my book, it's called Family Health Revolution. And check out our newsletter, blog, individual and group coaching programs and practitioner training program. Yes, I teach other people to do what I do at healthyfamilyformula.com. And you can also like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash healthyfamilyformula. And we're on a bunch of other um, social media. So check out our website to find out more information about that. So thank you for listening as it was a pleasure to spend this time with you today. May you and your family be well. Please note that Family Health Revolution podcast is not a source for diagnosis 
or medical treatment, but as the opinion of the host. This podcast is intended to empower people with information so they can make the best health decisions for themselves. It is up to each person to listen to their inner wisdom, consider the information they deem to be accurate and applicable to their individual situation, and consult with their trusted healthcare providers, if they so choose, when making any decisions regarding their own health or the health of their loved ones. Each person's health is their own responsibility. Thank you.